0: Seeing is not what's written in the Bible because we tend to see what's done before and repeat it but when we come to the scriptures we find events are not just like the way that we display them and of course when we come to celebrate Jesus, Jesus came for a purpose. He came to seek and to save those who were lost. Now, the one thing about the Bible, I've titled the sermon today, Do You Read the Bible? Do you read the Bible? Jesus said about the words he spoke, he said his words were words of life. They were words of life. And the Bible tells us about why Jesus came. In Luke chapter 1 verse 31 it says, And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shalt call his name Jesus. In the book of Matthew, quoting the same scripture, the same event, Matthew adds, And he will save his people from their sin. So when Jesus is born, he is born with a purpose. And one of the things which we learn from scripture is we learn how this world came into being. We learn how humanity came into being because God created man and woman in his own image. But the image that men ended up with was a fallen image because of Adam's sin. And we ended up with the image of Adam. And Jesus is born into the world to restore the image of God in us. That's why the scripture says, when you look at Jesus, he was the image of the invisible God. And so, God had a plan and purpose to bring redemption to the world. And we find in Acts 10.38, and it says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. So the birth of Jesus Christ was for a purpose. To bring redemption and salvation to humanity. And the Bible says Jesus was full of the Holy Ghost. He was full of power. And everywhere he went, he done good. Isn't it amazing that you have a man who does good... Who opens the blinded eyes. Who heals people. Raises the dead. And people hate him. People despise his name. Jesus, the Bible says, went about doing good. And people who were oppressed by the devil. See, you must remember, in this world, there is great influences upon humanity. Because there's a spiritual realm that impacts us. Just as God ministers and speaks us by His Holy Spirit. There's demonic spirits, there's evil presence. And we see that everywhere about us. The influence of the demonic, the influence of people who come under the control and come under that cloud of the devil. And, and the Bible says, for God was with him. Now when Jesus was born, He was born in a place called Nazareth. And one of the great things about scripture is the prophets told us long ago where the Messiah would be born. Have you ever thought about that? The scripture says in Micah chapter 5 verse 2, But thou, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, Yet out of these shall he come forth unto me, that is to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been from of old, from everlasting. From everlasting. The God who is from everlasting to everlasting tells us through the prophet Micah, and this is about 700 years before the birth of Jesus. And the prophet tells us the Messiah is coming. And he's going to be born in Bethlehem. Think about it. There's a gap of 700 years since the world goes forth until Jesus is born. And when he is born, the Bible says there were shepherds in the field. And these shepherds were nearby. And the angels came, and we've been thinking about this morning, and they came and they announced the birth of the Saviour. And they came, and they found Jesus in a manger. And they came and bowed down, and they worshipped him. And when they left, they spread the news everywhere. You know, and just before this event, remember the story about John the Baptist, who had a son. And the news was spread about all over the hillside of Judea. Of the miracle of John the, Baptist, oh, John the Baptist being born, and here these shepherds take the news to everybody and spread about the, the saviour has been born. The shepherds, the one who looked after the sheep, came to worship the Lamb of God, the one who would take away the sin of the world. But the Bible also says wise men came. But when the wise men came they never came to a child in a manger the bible tells us when they came they came to the house where jesus was and when the wise men came they never came immediately after the shepherds because the wise men were traveling from afar and coming and so you're, you're talking about jesus being a, a year old even 18 months old Before the wise men ever reached Bethlehem. And the wise men were not free kings. And it was not free wise men. And the wise men came from modern day Iran, from Persia. And we know they come from that area of the world. And it's all because many years before God had placed a mighty man in the palace in Persia, whose name was Daniel. And Daniel, from a young lad, was taken as a captive. But Daniel was in the high echelons of where the kings of Persia were and where they had all the wise men and all the soothsayers, And Daniel was only one who could interpret dreams and visions. Daniel could expound, and he went through the different... Kings Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar's son, and when the Medes and Persians came, Daniel was a man who was called to interpret. So Daniel's fame was great. Daniel's fame extended away beyond Persia. He was an old man when he cast him into the dungeon with a lions. He wasn't a young man, he was an old man. But Daniel was the one who gave the prophecies about when the Messiah would come. So we have the prophecies of where he would be born, but Daniel's the one that says when he would be born. And so the wise men in Persia have all this information, but they also have other information because Daniel knew how to interpret the stars on a scriptural basis. So all the information is laid out for them to know and what to look for. And you know, these men, wise men, very powerful men, were more honourable than the chiefs and the rabbis and the Sanhedrin in Jerusalem. Because they had the same information in the scriptures. And remember, when these wise men came, the Bible says all of Jerusalem was in the uproar. So when you have three men coming who are just going to see Herod, Nobody would notice. But when you have an entourage of wise men coming, who are coming with a military escort, everybody's going, what's going on here? All of a sudden, the whole of Jerusalem sees this group coming and Herod is, he is confounded. What are they doing here? And so the wise men come with our gifts for Jesus. And as wise men come, You know they asked Herod, where is he that's born King of the Jews? Mm. And he has to send to get the rabbis to come and say, where is the King of the Jews going to be born? And what did they do? He's going to be born in Bethlehem. He's going to be born in Bethlehem of Judea. But you ever notice that none of them went to Bethlehem to look for the Messiah. Even though they knew about the birth of John the Baptist, even though they knew about the birth of Jesus, because Anna, the prophetess, she was in the temple all these years, prophesied, Simeon, who everybody would have known his testimony, that God had spoken to him, that he would never pass into eternity without seeing the Lord's Christ. All of these things were happening The shepherds, but yet not one of the Sanhedrin went to look to Bethlehem. So these wise men were much more honourable than those who was supposed to be teaching the word of God. So Micah tells us where he is going to be born. And Daniel is the man that tells us when he's going to be born. And that's why the wise men turn up to worship Jesus. Mm-hmm. But the prophet Isaiah, he not only not only do we know where he's going to be born, when he's going to be born. Now, this is miraculous, because nobody can tell and speak forth when they're going to be born. But the prophet Isaiah, he says in Isaiah 7, 14, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. So the Lord is going to give a sign. And what the Bible tells us is the Jewish people always look for a sign. They're people who always look for signs. So the prophet said, the Lord himself is going to give you a son. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Emmanuel, God with us. So what is the scripture saying? We know where Jesus is to be born. And it was a long wait from the prophecy until it happened 700 years we know the time he's going to be born because Daniel laid it out. And the wise men knew all the writings of Daniel. And here the prophet Isaiah goes one bit further. He says it's not going to be a natural birth in terms of... But this birth is going to be a sign because it's going to be a virgin birth. This birth is going to be special. This birth is going to be a sign to you. And so he gets the details. And of course, (coughs) as we carry on, the scriptures tells us much more about Jesus because he has come to break the power of Satan and to destroy the works of darkness. And even as Jesus has come to destroy the works of darkness, he has called those who follow him to destroy the works of darkness. That's why when we come to the New Testament, we read about the Apostle Paul and he at Ephesus. What happened in Ephesus? He left a destruction of the powers of darkness in the whole of Asia, heard the gospel. And so Jesus comes to destroy the works. And the Bible not only tells us about when he will be born, the place of his birth, there will be a virgin birth, but he tells us about a man who will be a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. A saviour who's coming into the world but is going to experience all what we experience. And he's going to be a man of sorrow, a man of grief. And the Bible tells us he's also For the sin of the world, he is going to be crucified. But the Bible says in Mark 10, 34, but he, the third day, he shall rise again. And as we look at all of these (coughs) Old Testament prophecies, what I want to share with you today is that God is faithful to his word. There are times when people look around and they lose faith, they lose confidence, because they're looking to see. I don't see what God's doing. I don't see anything. And they lose their confidence in God. But the scriptures will always be fulfilled. And we can see that in many ways, even in history. Because between the Old Testament and the New Testament, the Bible talks about 400 years. Theologians keep talking about the 400 silent years. But they weren't silent years. Daniel had already listed out all the events that would happen in that 400 years. If you had the scriptures, you could, you could see what's coming next. But see, God is a God who works through the generations. And there are times and generations where the Spirit of God is moving and lots of things are happening. And there are times when evil comes in and wickedness comes in. We are in a period of time where you see the wickedness and unrighteousness and the immorality. But you see, God is still on the throne. And even as the prophets spoke of when Jesus would come, the prophets also spoke about when he's coming again. To rule as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. The Bible t- tells us what to look for. Even as these wise men kept all that information, so they knew what to look for at the right time. The Scriptures give us the information about as it comes near the end of our age, what to look for, where to look, because the word of God will be fulfilled. And the Bible talks about the end times of a great falling away, but there are those who remain faithful to the word of God. And the word of God is always going to be accomplished. Even as the scriptures were fulfilled when Jesus came the first time to Bethlehem and born in the manger. The Bible calls it the mystery of godliness. How can the Son of God, the creator of the heavens and the earth, become a little babe dependent on human beings to look after him? But see, the Bible says when he comes back again, He's not coming back as a babe. He is coming back as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He is going to come, and the Bible says, every eye shall see him. And those who pierced him, will look upon him. So the scriptures will always be fulfilled. And we are living in these times where we're seeing a lot of the scriptures being fulfilled. So we know that the end of this age is drawing near. And God always gives us a sign and the sign that we have at the moment is you look at Israel. For God says he would bring that nation back from the four corners of the world and remember no nation or no people from antiquity have ever got their nation back, got their old language back and had everything restored what they once had. But the Bible also says even when he brings that nation back other nations will come back, now the older nations all start to come back again. And we see these things, and so, it's a, so we know the days and times which we live. And so as we come to a close today, be encouraged that the Word of God will be fulfilled. The Word of God always will be fulfilled, be fulfilled on God's time calendar, because God is a God of the generations. And he keeps his word. And just as he kept his word and gave all that information for his first coming, he has given us all the information for his second coming. And there's never ever been anyone like Jesus. He destroys the works of darkness. That's why the gospel is good news. Because the power of sin can be broken in your life. You can be set free from bondages and deliverance. And you can know the mighty power of God in your life because Jesus has come to save his people from the sin. He's come to destroy the works of darkness and he's come to call you and I to follow in his footsteps to preach that word and to destroy the works of darkness. So the birth of Jesus is good news. It's a saviour who loved us. It's a saviour who cares for us. It's a saviour who wanted to demonstrate because of his love for us, he wanted to demonstrate to us that he will go through and be open to all what would happen in our daily life. The ups and downs of life, the pains, the sorrows, the joys. Jesus has experienced it all. That's why he can identify with us. No one else is such a saviour, such a Lord, such a God. And the prophecies fulfilled In Scripture, His first coming and the prophecies in Scripture will be fulfilled in His second coming. Mm -hmm. So let's look up and let's rejoice because the works of darkness cannot overcome the Lord Jesus Christ. Darkness, no matter how dark it gets, cannot overcome the light. God is on the throne and He laughs at His enemies. God is from everlasting to everlasting. What the scripture says doesn't about Jesus. He came from everlasting. Our God is from everlasting to everlasting. There's no one like him. So let's just bow our heads this morning. Let's just give thanks that we are celebrating that God always fulfills his word. And just to remind you, in the book of Psalms, the Bible says that God has exalted his word above his name. He's a God of covenant.